As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea. Bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Bruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, it's one of my favorite episodes to record every time we get to record it because not only am I here with you, I, it's kind of crowded here in the booth today. Right. We got we got Dylan, Dr. D, in the hizzy. Sorry for that, everybody. Dylan, what's up, man? Um, uh, not much, buddy. I don't know why we keep recording these things inside those little like booths where you take the pictures together that they have at like carnivals and stuff. It's for camaraderie's sake. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it really builds a sense of team t- teamship <laughs> between the three of us. We're all bonded in misery now. <laughs> Yeah, it's my directorial like style, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, you gotta you gotta upgrade your uh, deodorant stick, man. It's like, like Kubrick skin. making you, you walk through the same door like fifty times, you know. Oh gosh! We probably we're done at take five, but might as well do forty-five more. Yeah, yes. we might as well. Yeah, so <laughs> that's where we're at right now on this episode, and of course, there's three of us here. That means it's that special time of the year. The painting gallery with no name has come to a close for the winter season. How are you guys feeling about that? It's uh, it shows that even with just a brief amount of time, the entries for the previous season. I don't know if they like read a book or something like how to improve your painting for dummies because uh, right. they read it and they commit it to heart because the entries keep getting better. The skill level displayed is pretty impressive. Getting like eye implants with like VR watching <laughs> Sarastro videos as you sleep or something. <laughs> That's subliminal message. Who knows? You know, some sort of total recall thing. But <laughs> I'm right here with you guys. I can agree completely. The skill level, the creativity, the photography it goes up every time we have a contest, which is great. And I think that was always the intention, right? With this, Dylan, uh, when you came up with this idea, was of course to just get through our backlogs, but to encourage each other and uh, be more creative. And I don't think I've heard a single person say a single comment that could be, that would even be remotely negative. Nobody, everybody is impressing each other and you can definitely tell they like ramp each other up. The energy is pretty palpable. It's pretty awesome. No complaints here. You know, (laughs) it's, if we can help the community in any way, especially ourselves get better and have more fun. It's all good stuff. Oh, I also heard some feedback lately, Dylan, about the painting gallery no name. And I wouldn't even call it negative. Just constructive feedback I heard at all lately was we should change the motto from <laughs> pile of shame to pile of opportunity. Oh, I've seen that a lot. 
I strongly agree with this. Uh, I know this is probably a Dylan versus Jesse thing. I don't know where you fall in the middle of this, Chris, but I know Dylan would lean to pile of shame. I would lead to pile of opportunity. This is that glass that's getting, you know, the water levels are changing in the glass. Where would you land on that, Chris? Well, I wouldn't say it's a perfect split because it's not. I definitely have an answer, but there is there is a time in my life where it would be pile of shame. Okay. But these days, it's pile of opportunity. Okay. Really? I like the oh, ebb and flow. True. You've been picking up on the painting. I'm trying real hard. Good. Well, you know what? When you win the next painting gallery with no name, we'll have to like introduce you as the winner right at the beginning. It's going to be really awkward. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it'll awkward. be fine. It'll be easy, especially since uh, the painting gallery with no name, like all things Fury's Finest, is indeed incredibly not rigged and a meritocracy. No, absolutely not. This is what we say. This is what we always keep saying. This is what we always say to each other. Indeed, we are not rigged, Jesse. Congratulations. The piles of boxes that we have in this booth with us filled with solid gold has nothing to do with the current and future winners of the painting gallery with no name. With the current and forever winner, as long as these gold (laughs) bars keep showing it. Yeah, we don't even have time to talk about the league. We got to move on from that. But... (laughs) Nothing's rigged. This is exciting, though. We could talk about all this today, and we do this every time we have this episode. Dylan, Chris, and I, we all kind of dig in, look at the entries, talk about our honorable mentions, talk about our personal favorites. And then, of course, Dylan always closes the show out for all of us as Chris and I wait with bated breath with the winners of the Painting Gallery of No Name and the raffle winners that, of course, he'll reach out to after the show comes fully out. But I think with all that said, guys, we just need to get to some business so we can talk about these winners. Fury's Finest is supported by Discount Games, Inc. and Mr. Laser. Please visit Mr. Laser and Discount Games, Inc. for all of your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest, and they support this very show. Things like this happening, like the League, like the Painting Gallery, like future endeavors that Chris and I want to do with the patrons and of course the community at large so if you enjoy our show consider joining the patron discord and supporting us with a monthly contribution on patreon we take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support this week we have a very special shout out to send and as to patron of the week Alyssa. thank you thank you ali and of course we cannot do this show chris without our avenger producers that's rusty dr d who's here once again what that's, that's me. not rigged yet, yet again <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, Rich, Jason, and Puyan. All right, guys, let's get over to the painting gallery with no name. Winter competition, summary, everything. Where do we begin? Yeah, we're here. The winter season's over. Dylan, just refresh anyone who's listening to the show. Maybe they jumped in the first time. A quick summary of the competition, very quick summary of the competition and what this winter season's theme and requirements was. Well, if this is the first time you're hearing about this, you've been living under a rock. So you got to you got to get with the times. You got to jump in. Got to jump in full bore. But here are the rules. So, season's theme was a character with flight. Uh, obviously, MCP's filled with those kinds of characters. So if you look into your pile of shame and or opportunity, whichever side of the fence you fall on on that one, pull a model out. You take a picture of it before you do it. You paint it up as best you can or as, as best you think you can, but you could probably even do better because that's always the fun part. And then you take a picture of your finely honed masterpiece. You send us those pictures. We put them in a gallery and then we do a big voting extravaganza at the end. And then we start announcing winners and our favorite models uh, right now. Yeah. And I guess 
a cool part to mention with the community involvement. Of course, when the contest is done, Dylan, of course, with the help of Eric, uh, we cannot do this without Eric. So thank you, Eric, all the work you put in with this too. Compile everything on a photo album on Flickr, post that online for everyone to enjoy. And of course, the competition's open to anyone and everyone that listens to the show and wants to join. Mm-hmm. But the voting actually does take place in the patron discord. So the voting is a smaller group. But of course, anyone can join and anyone can look at this gallery at any time. And you can also pay for your friends to join and rig the competition for yourself is but well, it's not exactly true. You have to follow all the rules. They can't know who they're voting for. It's got to be anonymous. I think that's like a ballot ballot stuffing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that. if you got enough money, you can probably make it happen. <laughs> that's true. Well, this is a non rig competition, so I don't think that's possible. Oh, bummer. <laughs> It is what it is. We're trying to refine it every season, but it is the patrons who send in their votes. So we do have to send a special shout out to all the patrons right now who voted in this competition. Of course, you know, you've got to be on the Discord. You've got to look at the gallery and you've got to cast your vote. There's a lot of steps that the patrons have to do. So that means a lot. So everyone who voted, thank you so much for that. But before we get into the winners, guys, we're going to do what we do every time. We're going to talk about our honorable mentions at the top of the show. These are models that just really stood out to us. You know, things that we really liked. Yeah, there's a lot of things. But so I think we'll just get right into what these honorable mentions are. And I'm going to start with the first, guys. And I think this should shock none of you, especially none of the listeners. But there's one that really I like a lot. It's Crimson Dynamo number one. Dylan and Chris, can you guys help me describe this model? Violent. (laughs) Very, 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 very violent. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Crimson Dynamo is a bad guy, if anyone forgot lately, because we have been seeing Splash Shiver and MCP. Very good paint job on Dynamo. It, it is a canon paint scheme, which is very well done. Snowy base, snowy scene he's at. In fact, he's actually in one shot, he's taking over like Thanos's throne. But there's a little conversion added to this model that really kind of sells it. You guys might have to help me on the lore here, because I don't really know. But it was either someone in a suit, like an Iron Man proxy or something that tried to step up to Dynamo, and he said no. And he beamed them away, and he beamed them so much that the legs of their suit are still there, but <laughs> their waist upward has been beamed all the way down to the skeleton, which now has a Mars Attacks level ray gun burn through the chest as they fall back, get cast down by Dynamo, I guess. I just realized that you say Dynamo is a villain. I think he's a hero. He was trying to keep that. He was trying to help that guy keep warm in this winter scene. Okay. You just put yeah. it up to 11. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't know his own strength. He sure did. It's all about perspective. <laughs> he is a lot warmer. <laughs> Much warmer. It's a very clever little little addition here. It, it's I don't know, It's very fun. It's very well done. I I, love this, it. this Dynamo st- stood out immediately. I mean, a lot of these models stood out immediately, but I really, really enjoyed this Dynamo. And we're seeing Dynamo everywhere in the game right now. So Value right out of cool. the time yeah. on this model. Since you have the Dr. D here, who's got all the insight, uh, I when I talked to him per the email, he said that this was the first time that he'd ever used like snow effects. Oh. Wow. And you can tell that he looks like a he looks like an expert. Yeah, I mean, I I, I really like how the snow is falling between the cracks in Dynamo's suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I liked that touch a lot. It's like just enough to add to it, but not so much that it becomes like distracting. Right, or just covers up all the work he did right on this great model. But yeah. This is going to get a lot of cool responses from game nights, opponents, tournaments. I mean, this is what's going to happen to you if you try to get in this Dynamo's way. You know, that's what this this model that's being warmed, as Dylan said. That's what's happening to this character. So, And, uh, you know, sometimes you just warm their whole team and uh, win the LVO finals. So the beams <laughs> are, are a good thing. So shout out to Vince. 
I will say shout out to the guy that did this because it looks like the photo box. He, I'm sure cleaning that up was a nightmare. All that like uh, stuff he threw onto the thing. All good points. But yeah, it, I think this just kind of encapsulates what we want from this competition. Great paint job, great basing, great, great photographs. And then of course, creativity, wild creativity with this sort of down foe mid air as Dynamo's pushing the way at the beam. But I've talked enough about my first honorable mention. Chris, what's your first honorable mention? Well, Jesse, I'm going to have to go with Star Lord number two. Just a, a, a delightfully painted model in the comic book style, which is very evident in the, the way the smoke was executed. Uh, has a kind of an air of whimsy in this mm. smoke that you don't get a lot with the MCP models. And that, that whimsy kind of translates to Star Lord as best as the painter could. Uh, given you know 3d sculpt and all that thing but and all that stuff but it's just it's a very delightful paint scheme i really really enjoy it it reminds me a lot of borderlands Mm, good call yeah yeah little cell shading action i gotta mention while we're here i mean anytime someone does excellent base work i can't resist but i mean this is like a custom some custom base work too either Mm -hmm. some freehand and some wires star lords on some sort of bulkhead floor of a ship or something you know so that also adds to Chris to this comic book style smoke because we have a full on comic book style custom base. I admit that when I first got the email, I thought it was some kind of like camera effect. And That's a good sign. It actually, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a very good sign. And then I realized like, oh, no, he did that with a brush. Yeah. Very well done. I was very impressed. Yeah, that's mad. It's good stuff. Pretty, pretty cool. Continuing our theme with this competition. Every time we mention one of these models, I'm like, man, I wish I had this model. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I would be playing more of these characters, you know, but Dylan, we got to move on to your first honorable mention. So my first honorable mention is Storm number one. The first thought that went through my mind was I saw the yellow lightning and then the black outfit. And I thought immediately of the Batman, the animated series, like at the very end of the intro where he's like standing oh, on yeah. top of the building and he's like looking down at the city and the, nice. like, the light yeah. goes in the background. I was like, it's the first thing that came through my mind. And then once I got that out of my head, I was like, oh yeah, look at how great the paint job is. Like the lightning. Uh, usually you don't see it as yellow. I see it right. more as blue on most models. And it was, it was kind of refreshing. I think the yellow and the black and the, you know, the skin color and the hair, like all just like works. It just, it just works. Well, you know, Chris and I are suckers for the yellow lightning. I also did yellow lightning on my storm as well because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 92 X-Men, baby. She was, it was still yellow for some time. So I, I like how vibrant the yellow is as well, Dylan. That's my favorite part of this without a doubt. Is the rubble where it hits the base, is that actually part of the sculpt or did he also add that? That's part of the sculpt. I believe. Part, yeah. Yeah. All looks, all looks normal to me. But yeah, uh, Yellow Lightning Storm Club. We're a smaller group. Let's let's form together. <laughs> form Ultron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so moving on, I have another honorable mention. And this one, I think, I mean, another example of this competition, if you guys potentially agree with what I'm saying with that, along the lines of um, creativity, good photography, good paint job, and doing something new. It's crystal number one. This also looks like a different head sculpt or at least a green stuffed different hairstyle, but I've got to give you guys an idea what this base looks like. And of course, we're always going to link the gallery in the show notes. And of course, it's on all the Furious Finest pages, but oh man, they added some rock to this base and Crystal is controlling the element of lava. And, you know, part of her base that's normally the water, it is lava. And 
the basing just adds an element of realism and OSL from the lava on the basing on top of a great custom well-painted different crystal. I admit when I got it, I completely forgot that it was water <laughs> on the original model because it mm-hmm. blended in so seamlessly. It actually uh, had to actually look at the official model and I was like, oh yeah, that's water. So marvelously done. You know, Dylan is the best painter of all of us here. And Dylan, I mean, the shading on this model too. Top notch. I mean, because honestly, the something that you see a lot of times when people try and paint lava is okay. they put the light source in the wrong spot. Sure. Interesting. For some reason, they do it with fire, too. People tend to forget that the heat source of something is where it's technically brightest. So it's in the middle of, of the lava because as you get close, as you get away from the heat source, as you get essentially closer to the rock, it cools. So it becomes mm-hmm. more orange. Eventually, it'll become black. So this guy not only was an amazing painter, he also understands how light works. Impressive. That's the key to a lot of good painting, too, right? And if you can harness both simultaneous. Yeah. Uh, if I had this model, I'd be playing crystal. All the time, all the time. But we got to move on, Chris, to your second honorable mention. My second honorable mention is going to be Wasp number one. There's something about this model that just captures me. Mm. It is the cleanness of the paint on the wings. They they look like they shipped like that blue. It's, it, it's incredibly done, well done. The yellow on top of the black is very... Uh, not easy to do in the first place. And that's, it looks great. The shading on the black is wonderful. And the bases, while there hasn't been any extra basing done, the, the metals on both clean. of the bases is just so clean. So it's the, the overall cleanness of this model is what really, really captured my attention. It's hard to top what you said. Everything you said was correct. Sick. Just nailed it, right? And I think we've always talked about this very thing on the show, even outside the painting episodes where it's like, if you have a good paint job or just, but then you have like a really well painted base, that's just clean with a, like a, like a clean ring all the way around. I mean, it just takes it to another level, you know, and that's the thing that takes the least amount of time really at the end of the day. And I think sometimes people finish a model and they put so much time and they just kind of do a quick base and they just want to get on the table as quick as possible. But sure. I think it's pretty important just to take a little couple more minutes at the very end get that ring really clean and stuff. And I think there's a perfect example of that. And these are perfect concrete bases. Honestly, I would change nothing about it. So a uh, very good choice, Chris, and uh, our only wasp in the competition. So awesome. Well mention. done. Way to represent. Mm-hmm. So Dylan, what's your second honorable? Well, I decided to take a note from you since you wanted to do the first crystal. So I was like, you know what? Let's do the second one. Oh, crystal number two. This one, more classic crystal. I uh, got the water. Uh, it's the actual head that comes with the model. And when I looked at it, I was like, man, look at all this yellow. This yellow is so good. I love it. And then you put it against the blue of the water where, you, you know, he has like the wake effect going on on the edges of it. I was like, mm, this is scrumptiously adumptious. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just perfect, like Canon Crystal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yellow on that suit is so good. And you mentioned the blue, Dylan. Uh, I think this blue is really worth mentioning. It's it's a really beautiful pale blue with those white edges and wakes like you mentioned and just adds a whole other element with this yellow. I've, I've seen a lot darker and medium blues on crystals, so definitely refreshing. I think most paint jobs, like if like when people ask me like what's a really good first step to getting better, usually the first thing I'll always say is just pa- just start painting brighter. Like everybody likes the dark grit thing but this is like a perfect example of like this is what would happen if you kind of just stopped painting so dark everything i think in my mind improves awesome great piece of advice there 
Yeah, and again, absolutely. Uh, this guy understands how fire works with the lighting. <laughs> fire, water, all the things, all the elements. Captain Planet. That's very true. That's exactly it. So moving on, my third and final honorable mention is Doctor Strange number one. And really, can I? I'm just going to rename him here. This is Undead Strange number one. Absolutely. And this is that alt sculpt from Trident I have on my shelf. It's one of my favorite alt sculpts. Um, and I need to get the paint on mine even quicker now after seeing this. But it is the undead Doctor Strange from the climax of Multiverse of Madness with his horde of the damned giving him wings and the basing. And I like this model because this person did not really go exactly canon from the movie like the dark blues and blacks and red suit with the spectral ghosty black demons they went purple orange red blue strange suit and then all the demons are more zombie tones they're more flesh tones and i say more flesh tones they're flesh tones and they have blood on all their hands and then strange has blood on all of course they all their hands that are giving strange his iconic pose as well also have blood on their hands it's just a good example of this competition, I think, guys, where it's like, it's just a lot of creativity, a lot of thinking outside the box and executing something exactly how you want to do it. And uh, I would love to see this model on the table. It's a, it's a, it paints a grisly picture, doesn't it? It does. Kind of a violent, uh, violent competition this year. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Uh, it's, I guess, like, I guess it's supposed to be like a bone color. Yeah. Like the entire thing is more of a bone. Yeah. Which is bonish. It's well shaded. I really like how sh- well shaded the like bone color is. It's interesting how it can be everywhere on it, but I guess like the blood effect kind of breaks it up just enough to where it's yeah, uh, it kind of remains visually interesting. And it makes Strange's colors on his suit pop more too, right? So yeah, the the reds pop. It's my final honorable mention. Well, Chris, what is your final honorable mention? Please do not get upset with me if I butcher this name, <laughs> but is Yndrasta. The Celestial Spear, number one. And what really just immediately caught me with this model was, obviously, the spear itself is painted absolutely beautifully. The The idea of the spearhead, the spearhead is perfectly conveying this notion of it being absolutely red hot, you know, ready to be melted and shaped into something else, but it's still a spear that will kill you at the moment. It's, it's gorgeous. The armor is just as gorgeous as the tip of the spear. The metallics all look wonderful. A very, very wonderful show of skill with this model. The first thing that comes to me when I look at this is the blue or turquoise for the armor. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he specifically stippled it or if it was just the, a the way he was layering it, but he was clearly, he's uh, displaying a proficiency of painting a shiny metallic object because of the way the light hits mm. it. Yep. So it's clear he was, he knew the, he knew the texture. He was, he was not only painting a model, he was painting a texture on the model. Well said. And so many elements on this as well, right? Like this is massive credit where credit's due. This is kind of like the epitome of an entry in our contest where it's like, we have animal features with the, of course, feathers and bird wings. <laughs> we have this sort of non-metallic metal armor going on. Of course, Chris already mentioned the spear. There's also like a glowing gem or rune on the spear. Yeah. But then you have this really elaborate basing with uh, 
a lava river going under, which, you know, I think the spear might have just been formed in the lava. And then you've got some tactical rocks, some skulls, some a staircase, an old like dead tree. There's so many elements. And then on top of that, you've just got a great model with a great face work. Yeah. Just killer. I mean, outstanding work. It's very cool. Who doesn't love the, the punk rock haircut? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Guilty. Gotta love it. <laughs> I'm listening to the replacements right now. <laughs> Solid. But Chris, that was your final honorable mention and what a mention it was. Dylan, you, you gotta close us out of this section, Dylan, with your final mention. It better be good. No, uh, I don't know if it's good. I think it's great. The Sentinel number seven. Uh we got a lot of Sentinels for this competition. And they were all awesome, too. <laughs> they were all very good. Oh, the, man. I love this one, Dylan. Yeah, the, great choice, man. The best parts of Seven, is it's definitely the purple with the black. I mean, fantastic color choice. Yeah. You make that purple a metallic, and that alone is just only going to make it better because it makes it shiny. Who doesn't love a good purple? But then you take the beating heart of a Sentinel, and it grew three times that day. Because look at, look at how just shiny it is. It's yep. just, it just draws your eyes. The center of the model is gorgeous. Yeah. Look at the wiring in uh, on the on the back of the butt, <laughs> getting in there and actually being able to shade that wiring. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like come on, dude. Those upper thighs wires, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's just an inspired color choice too, as Dylan and Chris kind of already mentioned. I mean, it is black, but this is this is a very talented way to paint black, right, Dylan? This is there's some blue blue and purple tones in the black, and of course there's non-metallic metal raised sections as well, and some silver wear and tear. It's an excellent cool blue. Yep. And cool I blue, love black. Cool blue. Yeah, fantastic choice. And gotta mention, some of these have just great pictures and great framing. Yeah. Of course, one of these shots is a sentinel cornering Logan, but the way it's shot is it's from Wolverine's back. He's kind of in center frame and then the Sentinels actually in focus, taking up, you know, the rest of it. It's good. Who's cornering who? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Hunter. Excellent. The four threat off of whose dice are gonna harder. <laughs> One of my favorite comic book storytelling tropes. Yeah. You're stuck with me. This is like the image of uh Dylan's nightmares. It's just two four threats <laughs> in a forever, forever battle. Just tussling it up. Yeah. <laughs> And just saying there'll never be another three threat again. Who's the more push for? I hope Immortal Hulk is a four threat just for you, Dylan. I know that <laughs> that's is what I'm saying. I know that's impossible, but like, yeah, don't, don't give, give it to me, baby. Give it to me. the podcast for this. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we got to move on to the main topic of the show. That is our top three models each putting us at nine. And then, of course, Dylan will announce the first and second place winners, respectively. And then, of course, the raffle winners. So, Chris, we're going to start with you. You always Sweet. bring out excellent picks for us. We're going to talk about your three models. And yeah. just give us the first one. These are honestly in no particular order at all. Yeah. But my first model that I want to talk about now is Mysterio number one. I think the only Mysterio we got. But once again, I'm a sucker for good metallics because the the gold bronze on this model pops so so well off of the green off of the purple and then of course the helmet looks like a marble yeah it looks gorgeous it's it's this yeah you know kind of reflective metallic purple paint black paint something i don't know but it looks awesome great use of a of a you know specialized paint it draws the eye right to the helmet and then you're going to follow down to this wonderful cape 
the beautiful greens and the metallics. It's just it's just a wonderful model to look at. It makes me happy. Good for you, Couldn't Chris. Agree more. Thank you. I think it's a color shift paint on the fishbowl. Yep. Okay. I want to say usually I'm always I'm for some reason like everybody's got their nitpicks right I'm never a huge fan of color shift I think this is like a perfect example of when you should use exactly yeah this is a perfect very use well done. of this this was uh, it was definitely an inspired choice to put it on old uh, old Beckett here mm-hmm. and a uh, good good hue of it I like the dark blacky blue thing it kind of looks like I'm staring into the voids of the universe very good this just inspires me in a lot of different ways and i agree like i'm not typically a color shift or super heavy metallics person but i think this model just screams perfect in that right and it's giving me some spider-man animated series vibes and i really like Mm, that i can see that well chris what's your number two top model the next one i want to talk about is going to be dr voodoo number one and it's just kind of it It's kind of a masterclass on blue or on purple and green here. Mm. This cape and the the effects, uh, we've got kind of a black purple suit with some yellow highlights. The the yellow's got kind of the third color in the whole whole thing here. But this purple in the suit, this purple in the magic effect, and the green play with each other so wonderfully. Uh, The shading on the actual cape is very cool. And just otherwise just a really well painted model. Uh, I just think it's very cool. And I mean, Dr. Voodoo rules. So there's a little bit of that going on here too. (laughs) I mean, maybe this is just my worldview I have here, but this model says something very strong to me that uh, speaks to me in a very special way because I was born in the state of Louisiana. This is a Mardi Gras voodoo, hundred percent. Oh, <laughs> you're color right. Scheme. I feel like <laughs> a, a good way to put I it. I feel like a dummy, and Great I love it. Catch New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. Same uh, man, bar none, and I'm very proud of being from that state. And this this is very evocative of that city, which is a great city. But of course, the colors. It's it is that Mardi Gras, as Chris was saying. That green, the green is so vibrant. And part of it, it's so it's, it's it is that awesome. Mardi Gras. It's that, it's that yeah. Kelly green, and then of course there's purple tones all over his suit, light purples in the smoke that gradient to even lighter purples, and then all sorts of yellow and red and little detail like yellow on his staff, and then of course his kind of shocker beads are the red and stuff. And I got you know everyone on this cast knows I love basing and stuff. <laughs> green lights on these candles, come on. Mm, that are, that are pretty rad on the skulls right so mardi gras voodoo 10 out of 10 would play beautiful the first thing i think of when i see this model is triangles and Ooh. the reason i think that is because an excellent way to think about painting composition is that when you put a color on a model th- there should be a layout of a triangle where there's like uh if you think of a head and then two feet so if you start at the head and you put Let's just say green on the head, and then they should probably have like green boots or green socks or something like yes. that. Oh, okay. Because it makes a triangle. So when I see this model, I see multiple triangles that all work. So the green lights on the base, boom, goes up to the cape triangle. The yellow, the the I don't know bandana cloth thing on the staff also goes with this little like chest lightning bolty type uh, accoutrement. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good way, and it works with the bracers. The purple, again, works pretty good because it starts, it's a wider base, comes up more narrow towards the head. So it's like, boom, I see three triangles and I know that this guy knows how to essentially lay out the colors in such a way that's more pleasing for the eye. And uh, I applaud him for it. Well done. Gorgeous. 
All right. And my last, last of my three here is going to be Ultron number one. And these just absolutely darn right, <laughs> impressive non-metallic metals starting with the white and moving up to a, a blue. It almost makes you, it almost makes you think like the camera, it's that weird kind of cobalt blue that cameras kind of have trouble with, but it's not, it's how he painted the model. And I find that to be incredibly impressive. I think it looks awesome. Just tons of visual appeal everywhere. Not to mention the dirt on the Cape is absolutely wonderfully done. The deep red in the cape gives you this kind of contrast to that that cobalt blue that kind of throws visuals for a loop sometimes. And not to mention a little bit of basing going on. We've got an issue of, it looks like an issue of Captain America on the ground in front of Ultron as he's pointing you know, the way to victory. But I don't know, guys. I really enjoy this model a lot. The disrespect to Captain America. I mean, I'll tell you that guy, man. He's a bad I guy. I saw that it's issue true. on the base, and I and I I took from that 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 was a uh, Avengers comic or Avengers poster because yeah, that I think is it's very Avengers. much the color palette of the Age of Ultron posters mm-hmm. and the red font. So I have yeah, no idea. The red font at top, I think, is is Age the Avengers Ultron. font. It looks like the looks like the A with the circle, but I'm not sure if it's supposed to be a comic book or, yep. like you said, a poster. It's great. It's this cool. is very. The, this is very much the Serastro guide executed perfectly. I, I think this person did the Serastro guide because I'm very familiar with that video and they kind of just knocked it out of the park. I mean, Dylan, let's talk about how hard it is to reflect these rocks up into like the insides mm-hmm. of Ultron's legs and stuff. And this person absolutely did it without any metallic paint and natural reflections. It, it's, it's nuts. You took the words literally right out of my mouth. I was just about to say, I am so impressed by the fact that his butt is definitely shining down into that rock. And I'm very impressed. I'm not it's even crazy. sure I could do that. Well, Sarastro lights the way and we all just try, you know, and the Cape, I mean, Chris, you mentioned it, but of course this is a mod, right? So it's the age of Ultron Cape and uh, yeah, that wear and tear at the end of the Cape, the like dust and it's, it's great. It's perfection. So, yeah. Perfection. Perfect Ultron here. So Chris, those were awesome choices and thanks man. I worked hard on them. I do see a through line. <laughs> it's a very obvious through line now that I see it. Oh, All three of these characters had great capes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I found out. Chris I'll, has been found I'll catch out. you guys next week. So I love capes and it, paint like a if great I, cape. I and think Chris will get, it's, give your it's, I'm ser- I think I'm seriously impressed with well painted capes. I don't know why. Uh, you and Edna but, would not get along. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. It is what this it is. This is Orlando Calrissian here of the group. So <laughs> we already knew that. Anyway, I'm so done with that. Just, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we've got to move on to my top three models, and then we'll cover Dylan, save the best for last. So guys, this is so hard for me. Every time we do this, I have such a hard time narrowing down to three models, but I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to start with Sentinel number four. And let's try to paint a picture for the listener because... Oh man, does this scream our competition? Does this scream creativity? Does this scream work? And I'm just going to paint the picture. We have a classic 90s Sentinel with the magentas and the pinks. His hands have been rebased because he's trying to shoot a Wolverine that's currently on his shoulder. That's Logan the Wolverine. And I say a Wolverine because there's three more Wolverines on the base. Yes, we have a Laura Kenny, a Gabby, and even a Jonathan 
all attacking the Sentinel on his base as well. Where do we begin with this model, guys? When you see all that yellow from the Wolverines, what shape does it make? Yep. Why, why that would be a triangle. <laughs> it sure would. You've, you've got one with his feet in his chest, his legs at his head. I mean, they're all over the place here. They're everywhere. Yeah, it's not common that you see a battle scene on a base. <laughs> this is a full diorama. This is a diorama, yeah. and it's awesome. It's amazing. I love it. You guys blow us away. This this type of stuff is just, I guess, why we're doing the competition, right? And also, let's mention, too, the basing is embellished, custom, added, right, Dylan? Like, this is like, mm-hmm. they went and they increased the base height. They had more concrete. They had more rubble. They even added a concrete effect that it kind of extends a little bit more. And a tire? <laughs> Some of the Sentinels have tires, so maybe they grab okay. one of the Sentinels from one of them. But the Sentinel trying to shoot Logan off his shoulder, like, he even added a effect as the repulsor blast is coming out. Mm-hmm. It's and so there's good. lighting. Yeah. And of course, this is, I love that the, all the Wolverines match and they're yellow and black. And then also like Gabby and Laura are rocking their highlights in their hair that also match the <laughs> Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, that's Pink, true. Like magenta highlights, which it's all just like adding to this is a diorama, <laughs> like just straight up. And it's a good one. Yeah. And Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan is literally biting the ankle. Of the <laughs> he's an ankle biter so, <laughs> my man that's what he's doing he's he's playing his role you know i'm in love with this i what what do we i don't even know you know like it's just speechless yeah, like if you talk about it you detract from it that's how good i do it is. you just need to look at this in the gallery and see yeah. the amount of work and obviously i mean i'll state the obvious but this person already had a big task if they were just painting a sentinel with a repose and a rebasing like this then they added four more models to it so i mean uh, this is a five model piece and one of those models is a massive robot this makes me think of the one person that's at every hobby shop that loves to convert models but never paints them that's true this is like one of those things where you'd see like this guy put all this all this work for a really cool converted model but then they never paint it this is what would happen if they painted it start painting them man yeah (laughs) start painting them it's it's just incredible i'm I'm excited to see his entire roster if, if, if he paints them all if he converts and paints them all like this if i had all my sentinels like battling mutants i'd be playing sentinels all the time i'll tell you like it's this good sentinels no 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 problem right well i gotta move on as much as i want to talk about the sentinel and i gotta talk about uh my through line apparently is i liked all, a lot of these sentinels and i'm gonna talk about another sentinel it's sentinel number three which i think if there was something that was rigged in this competition this person wanted my vote or an honorable mention for me, and they they definitely got it. First of all, before I reveal the big secret of the Sentinel paint scheme on this, as in the shading, the non-metallic metals, the layering, the colors, the lighting, out of this world. And it just happens to be the Sentinel is silver, blue, and red. And the Sentinel is Sentinel Prime, emphasis on the Prime. And there's been a face conversion on this too, guys, with the Optimus Prime battle face shield on. I'm all about it. Yeah, it's very cool. But like, this is a perfect example of like a mild conversion, an incredible over the top, perfect paint scheme, and a just obviously pop culture inspiration. And this person just took it their own way and they made it work for them and made it work for the Sentinel model, you know? And I just, I'm kind of in love with this model. I wish I could be playing the Sentinel. And, you know, a big part of Prime, who's one of my favorite characters of all time in all pop culture history, a big part of Prime is like his eyes. 
and how he has that sort of pale blue glow and he, there's life behind those eyes because you know the autobots are sentient beings and it's there the eyes are lit up and the chest matches the eyes as well so it's incredible the power source on the chest is easily my favorite part. I love that blue. It's so, pretty it's nuts. So it, it legit just pops out of the picture. It all the OSLs look like 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 they're actually battery powered lights in there. It's they're very well done. When I look at this model, I think of whoever painted it does an amazing job at making sure that this gallery happens in in the <laughs> in the first place. So. I think you know who it is. That's what I'm. Was what I'm gathering from this. I, 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 it wouldn't me. And let's just say, um, I don't think I, I would do a disservice trying to replicate this. This model is unbelievable. It's awesome. And it's great. The silvers on Prime, like the non-metallic metal, like color of the silvers, is is kind of out of control. And the fact that they also are nailing that that pale silver that Optimus has, you know, which is not a full-on gray. It's not a white. It is kind of that midpoint. I'm very happy. But yeah, I think you guys nailed it with the lights, that um, that chest light, that matrix of leadership. That's what that is. It's a very important thing for Prime. I, I like that it's the focus point, really. And uh, I want to know how this face conversion happened the, with the battle shield you know, over his mouth. So that is my Sentinel number three, which is my second of my three favorites. And last but not least, I've got to close it out with a very special model. It is Malekith 1. Okay, once again... There's a theme with my models, guys, where it's like, as Dylan said, all three of these, I, I have trouble talking about these because I feel like I'm going to detract from the paint job and the conversions. Can you guys help me with this Malekith one? The only thing I'm going to say, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this or anything, but this model was tied for third for a reason. It is Ooh. so good. Yeah. This is a model that you send to people to show them this is how you do like phased lighting, I guess. I don't know how else to like, I don't know how else to word it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just the idea of this Malekith. It is stepping through. There's no wings on this, on this tiger, but, but Malekith is riding this tiger through the portal. It is night. It's, is what is it? Starlefelm or however you say it. I, no, Nilf, Nilfheim. Nilfheim. That's right. Thank you. Uh, stepping out of Nilfheim onto earth, onto Midgard as it were, where it is daytime. Insane. It's incredible. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. One, like what person playing this game can better play the black Bifrost card than this person. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> I mean, this is literally using the black Bifrost to teleport Malakoth across the board through this portal. It's unbelievable. And like, let's pretend like the lighting was not even a factor, which is impossible to do. Let's just pretend this tiger, this Malakith, this basing also well painted without the lighting. And then you add the black Bifrost as it's coming through the portal on top of this. Um, the Mal inspired colors. We got some, we got some silvers, some turquoise, aqua colors, and some purples and whites. And then, yeah, the tiger, as Chris said, just a white tiger with no wings that is just showcasing this lighting. Insane. The front of the tiger, super white, getting that direct daylight. Back of the tiger, I don't even know how you achieve this, Dylan, the shading on this. And the base is cut in half as well. Uh, that it is. Uh, for the record, uh, before we get well, actually, it's uh, it's Niflheim. For the record, not Niflheim. Ha 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 ha! Just before we get angry comments in the YouTube video. All right. So when it comes to getting a lighting like this, what you do is on your palette. I'm not sure if this is how he did it, but this is how I would do it. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you take the color. In this case, let's talk about the white that he uses for the tiger, and you make essentially two separate. Uh, puddles, I guess, since they're liquid, not piles, but you make two separate um, but distinct 
puddles. And then for the darker one, you just load it with whatever the dark source is going to be. So in this case, it'd be like a very dark blue. And then you have to concurrently paint those things and you have to balance it. And that must have taken him hours (laughs) to do on this level (laughs) because either he did that for every single color that happens on the dark side of the moon here. Sure. Or he like painted it all and then he went in and then he just darkened it all with like extremely effective glazes. I'm not sure I could do that. Full props to him. It's He's insane. pushing the boundaries of like what it means to be an amazing painter. This is excellent. So very awesome. Yeah. And of course, I got to mention the fire on the base. Different fire because one's back at home and one's in Midgard, as Chris said. So. And the lighting, of course, is doing different stuff with the fire as well. So absolutely insane. But Dylan, we got to close out this section with your three top models. Okay. So this first one, I'm not going to lie, is a very guilty pick of mine, uh, mostly because I absolutely adore the sculpt and the paint job that goes along with it. I picked Scarlet Witch, uh, the one and only for this competition. And this is definitely a Scarlet Witch that is from the movie. Uh, I think if you gave this to Sam Raimi, he would definitely put it on a shelf. I don't know that for certain because I don't know the man, but he'd be stupid (laughs) if he didn't. (laughs) This is Wanda. She's floating in the air with Eldrick uh, powers, uh, looking at the dark hold, holding on to what appears to be the glass marbles of doom. And she's got a real bad look in her eye. Let's just say that. And I love it. I just love the composition of the model itself with just all the reds, but it doesn't like turn into a puddle. Yeah. I like how dark the magic gets the further you go down too, right? Because what is the god that she's the avatar of? Cthon? So Cthon is definitely, uh, like, if this model was just a little bit bigger, like, if we went into the base a little bit, he'd be, like, right there. <laughs> yeah, very He's hanging out inside this tiny, in this small model base. Yeah, and mainly all just blacks and reds, and it works really well, like you said. And to, again, add some credence to this, uh, because we love our community, this is Patrick. Oh, great job, man. Oh, excellent. So not only is he running and rigging, the <laughs> his, his game is rigged for the record. Okay. The, <laughs> the Fury's <laughs> Finest Secret Wars. He's painting models like a champion and I love it. Yeah. I love the man. New Secret Wars coming out very soon. Also, for the record, uh, he did give her the black fingertips. And I think that's like oh, an excellent little detail. So good. You nailed it. Thanks, Dad. Okay. So, <laughs> number two in my book is Angela number one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Angela number one is a excellent use of saturated colors or I'm sorry of non-saturated colors. So if you don't know a whole lot about painting and essentially how to in- improve your ability uh to like get different effects, there's saturated and there's non-saturated colors. Saturated means it tends to stray more towards the white side. So mm. all of the metallics, which are I'm assuming some kind of gold or bronze, reach a very high level. And then the skin itself is like right on that same level of saturation. So you look at all these colors and they just all blend together into like creamy goodness. I'm not even going to mention the base yet. But when you look at the model itself, it all blends together so perfectly. Oh my goodness. I love it. And then you add in the, I'm going to guess that's some kind of teddy bear fluff uh, that has her like jumping into or out of a cloud on her eagle wings. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Monifique. There's just no yeah. denying that this was lovingly crafted. Yeah, and I love the base is that sky blue with the clouds sitting on top. Yeah. You know? uh, wing conversion, big deal. And the the feathering on these actual wings, like... It's top notch. It's, it's incredible. 
Like you could see the actual, you know, individual fibers of the wings almost. Whatever those are called on bird. I'm not a zoologist. I, my, my apologies. Tell me you're not a zoo, sci- a zoo scientist? Uh, it turns out I am not. No. Uh, all right. Maybe for the <laughs> next gallery. Work on that. Yeah. You got a couple months. <laughs> so just absolutely beautiful. Once again, every one of these models we talk about, guys, I'm just like, wish I had that. You know, I know, I'm out of my list. I know. You know? Um, this angel is a prime example of that. All right, Dylan, bring us home on your final top model. Now, as a big time Spidey fan, I had to call this one out because I, and as a diehard green fan, I had to call this out. Green Goblin number two. Gabo, when he went out and bought this little Halloween outfit, uh, he decided that he loved his greens vibrant because mm, 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 this is a tasty snack of a model. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, the green is perfection. That's all I got to say. The purple is pretty freaking impressive. Somehow it's so drab, not it, it, like in the in the right way. It looks like cloth, right? But while the the green is got more of, I don't know, man. It's just so the green looks more alive, like it should. It's just so good. Amazing fire and smoke effects, of course. Some custom basing going on as well. Some rebel and stuff on the base. Nomatog metal glider. Everything is here. Tiny bits of OSL. Mm-hmm. That are like just barely noticeable until you actually look for yeah. them. Like the eyes of the glider, man. Oh, the lighting on that. It looks like it's popping off the screen, you know? Same with the pumpkin bombs. I mean, the flames, as Dylan was talking about fire earlier and how difficult it is to work with and do right. I mean, the white hot parts on this are right. Like that's where the hottest point of the flame is. Perfect placement and color. Uh, yeah. If you touch the butt of that glider, you're going to, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Chris and I are sucker for uh, green goblins here. It's it's uh-huh. kind of a perfect green goblin. So that is what it is. So it's, it's uh, once again, another model. Wish I could be running right now on the table. Well, guys, that's all of our honorable mentions and our top three favorites. But of course, Dylan, we got to do what we always do. and Talk about who got second place, followed by who the grand winner is. And then our, we're going to draw random raffle people. So obviously to me, everybody's a winner, but everybody that was able to vote in the Furious Finance Discord, if you are a patron, got a chance to pick the real winner because nobody cares what I think. So they picked for second place, Sentinel number five, Jeremy L. Now you look at this Sentinel and this man understands how light works. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yet again, a delicious purple that is just so Mm -hmm. good. And yeah. then you throw in that that just disgustingly good blue. Oh, my goodness. That blue is so good. Mm-hmm. And you have two cool colors that work together so perfectly well. And then what he did was he took his little eyeballs and then he looked at a color chart and he's like, what should I do? He went to the opposite side of that color track. He picked a hot color. Boom. Put it in the middle. Put it in the eyes. And it stands out so perfectly well. This is a man who understands how a color wheel works. I love it. I'm done ranting about it. What do you guys got to say about it? The shading is insane. The the purples, I, I mean, he did this with, with all of it. It's a wonderful example of light to dark. Just the, the tip is almost pure white. I mean, it's clearly not, but fading down into what looks on the model, almost a, almost a black, but it's not. It's just the shading just looks so perfect. It looks like it looks like box art. Yeah, better than the AMG box uh, art. Yes, uh, this, this I, is just, I, I agree. Big time. This model is out of control. Should be understood. I mean, as Dylan said, this person understand, understands lighting very much so. 
Nomatalk metals, insane edge highlighting. Some of it is like so good edge highlighting that it's unnoticeable. Mm-hmm. Like you literally mm-hmm. think you're seeing a light refraction. Yeah, I like the inspired choice of like adding more red wires and different colors of wires and kind of really accentuating the wires and the arms and stuff rather than being more kind of silver. Once again, solid, great basing. Looks like it's crushing a door of a taxi or something. And once again, kind of bringing that balance to the piece as well because you've got like this yellow car door on the base with some rubble chunks insane awesome osl of red all over his shooting hand it's too impressive i i don't even i don't know what to say yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> out of the lost words please you, you just have to go look at this if you haven't seen this yet if you're not a patron if you yeah. didn't vote you have to see this and you have to see the winning model too like we haven't got there yet but yeah it's it's insane Hold on, we need to mention one of the most important parts of this. There's a Daredevil reference in this picture. That's Josie's bar in the background. That's why people uh, like it, for the it's record. It's the only reason, correct, yes. Yeah, it's the only thing about it. So make sure you guys <laughs> look at the pictures, look at the background, and really appreciate the glory of Josie's bar in the background. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, just top-tier photography on this. But oh, yeah, what I was saying, Dylan, is you already kind of revealed what well, got third place in this competition. I think it's very clear, now that we know third, second, and first place, any vote could have swung this, you know what I mean? Because these so, three models are insane. Uh, of course, I'm referencing the black Bifrost Malekith and now the Sentinel number five and the model we're about to get into. So before we get into the winner, I do specifically need to say this until the very end. <laughs> this was almost anybody's game. There was no runaway here. You're saying like multiple, multiple people. Yes. The yeah. The top. So there were two people were tied for third. So technically the top, actually top five five or six yeah when you look at the numbers like this could have legitimately gone any way i was desperately trying to tell people like come on please vote because it's kind of like for a while there first and second yeah tied for a while i was like please vote because we need a winner so when i say that this was close oh my goodness it was so close until the very Mm. end so know that this guy won by the slimness of margins he did win so let's go over that so again, I think this is a one and only Iron Man one by somebody you may have heard of before. His name's John B.W., the title holder for the painting gallery with no name. He got the hat trick. Yep. And he won for the third time. Definitely not rigged. This is a democratic process. I had no say <laughs> in it. <laughs> I promise. You sound like Patrick right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, yeah, well, you know, Patrick's a lot richer than me, so I don't know. He might have something behind him that's that I'm not getting. But when you look at Iron Man 1, all right, let's 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 kind of disseminate this into like manageable components. Because if you look at it all at once, you actually, uh, a part of your brain just melts out of your ear. Yeah. So take it yeah. nice and slow. Let's start with the basing. Okay. <laughs> Iron Man going real fast. <laughs> he's going very fast. He's yep. going real, real fast. Who here wants to go fast? Always. Stark wants to go real fast. <laughs> Him and Ricky Bobby. And if you're not first, you're last. So uh, Stark's not taking last. Very much so in the space. So he's going real fast over a body of water. And that is showcased in this model. Very much so. And you can't go fast without giant jet streams coming out of your feet and hands. Yep. Um, this is something that you would definitely see out of one of the Iron Man movies from the AMCU. Yep. And it's uh, it's very impressive. And then, yeah, and on top of that. You got all this like uh, painting stuff going on on top of the model, and he's got some gorgeous metallic colors all over him. I don't think that he even used the metallic medium on this. I think he just 
Yeah. Non-metal metallic is way to victory. It's perfection. And uh, if I say any more, I will just sound stupid. So go ahead and tell me what you guys think. The conversion on the model, Dylan, what did he use for that? Do you know? So, yes, I do. Because I actually just recently started playing around with it myself. This is what they call heavy gloss gel. So he sent me a picture of it before it was finished. Okay. Uh, Well, obviously, because that's the rules. He hadn't quite finished with it. So the boosters, the 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 jet streams, that is a actually you can kind of see it in the left hand rocket stream. There is a paperclip in there. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. And the paperclip is there to add support for sure. the gel. So now that it has something to like hold on to. I did something very similar for professional casual. I painted them, I painted a Cyclops for them. I've and seen the Cyclops it. Yeah. has the has the 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 beam thing coming out of his eyes. Very, very similar. Obviously, not quite to this extent. But you know what? Let me start giving tips out there so other people can take John's throne. Gloss heavy gel. If you want to do super neat stuff like this, that's the way to go. It is amazing stuff. Look it up. There's probably some guides for it out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, actually, I wrote one. Huh. And uh, I did it for a blade for one of the patrons. But mm. ask me in the Discord about that and we can go into a whole thing. But yeah, this this guy won because yet again his basing is just like top notch. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I started sounding stupid again. Please keep going. No, no, that was exactly what I wanted. Uh, this this gel is is awesome. The it's painted too. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's make that clear. You know, let's, it's not like you just use gel. You know, it's it's hard to talk about uh, the the non metallic metals of the actual Iron Man suit are top notch. Uh, the, the paint job is top notch, but the use, the fact that Iron Man is flying over a body of water, kicking up a huge trail of water, it's just, it's mind blowing. You never expected to see anything like this in MCP. And he pulled this off with flying, flying colors. I'm sorry. Again, bad joke. Can confirm this is also a core box Iron Man. That's what I'm about to ask, which makes it even better, right? Mm, absolutely. It's a conversion. Just like John's cap, which we did not know at the time when we did the first episode, that was a full conversion, which is mind blowing, you know. And yeah, that makes me respect these builds even more. Uh, John's skill is obviously pretty nuts, and apparently he was just laying in bed one night and he says, "How can I top the best bottle <laughs> in MCP, which is Lizard? How can I top that? Uh, I'll just take Use one of the worst base and do it better, <laughs> right?" <laughs> I don't know. It's awesome. The only thing that he could have done to make this better is that uh, with the water effect, if there was like a fish that was suddenly um, taken out of his home due to the, the velocity of the bullet that just went across the top of the water. Namor waking up. It, it should have been nap. Nemo, actually. If he had put Nemo there. I was going to say Dory or Nemo or something in there. <laughs> tie it all together. That would yeah. have been amazing. Oh, it's so good, guys. Yeah, so. I think I can't really say much more than these guys said. I, I'll just emphasize that the gels are painted excellently with gradients and colors, and the wakes are painted differently from the water, and the water's got a gradient to it. The flames are painted with some gradients and highlights on top of this would have just been an amazing plain Iron Man if he's just on the base, normally like how AMG has it up, right? His lights in his eyes, his lights in his chest, all the metal, absolutely gorgeous. It's nuts. <laughs> and of course, our patrons and our listeners and people that compete in this competition continually shock us every time. I mean, John keeps shocking us. Yeah. It's just 
so many good entries this year. So many great ones we didn't even get to talk about. So that happens every time. Yeah. Oh, I know. And and if we didn't get to talk about your model today, I am sorry. We are clearly blind. But thank you so much to everybody that that entered this year. Dylan, you're doing a great job, man. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, man. I just want to say that I'm st- I'm going to talk to one specific person here. You, you right there, you sitting in the car or you know s- sitting at work pretending to be working. You, you're the real winner here. Mm, that true. You need to look at these models. You need to enter the next painting gallery with no name, so you can be among these esteemed painters because it's only going to make you better. And who doesn't love a good community? We have a great community of painters. They clearly know what they're talking about. If you don't know where to go to get better, just ask one of them because clearly they know what they're doing. That's very true. Yeah. And if you're part of the patron discord, the hobby section is a very encouraging and exciting space, you know, to keep you moving. It certainly helps me keep moving. And you'll get a Dr. D sponsored uh, cup when I see your model. There you go. I love that. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good cup of, a good cup of donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You get that Dr. D emoji approval added mm-hmm. to your picture. And the gotta have it. You gotta, yeah, have, you gotta, gotta have collect it. them. It's like badges. Well, Dylan, close us out like you always do before we talk about the next exciting painting gallery theme. Close us out with our raffle winners. So due to the glory of random.org and a bunch of numbers that you guys don't need to know about because it's kind of boring, uh, I got three winners here. Very good. I'm going to list their names. Uh, please send me an email so that I don't forget. So if uh, you get one of these, uh, you get to take a prize from the prize uh, list. I was going to say jar. It's not really a jar. It's more like a box. It's like a random box I just have in my room. Anyway, but go ahead and pick one of those. I'll send it to you. Uh, if you do not want a prize, either don't send me a message or just tell me to send it to somebody else and I'll send it to somebody who wants it. You know, we're all here to give away stuff. So the first winner is Joe C. The second winner is Matthew B. And the third winner is Robbie L. Congrats. Congratulations to the winners. Congratulations to you, fine gentlemen. Reach out to me at furypainting at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I can, and I'll send you the list of prizes. So, it's exciting. news around the grapevine is that you guys want to know what the next competition is going to be about. Sure do. Yes, definitely. So, I'm going to take some feedback that I did get from this one. Uh, people tended to think that maybe we were taking too long between seasons. So I'm thinking we're going to speed it up a little bit. So there might be more a year. Does that sound like a good idea to you guys? In. Sounds great. All right. Well, Chris is in. So the next due date is going to be May 1st. So it'll be three months from roughly the due date of the previous one. So you have like two months and like uh, probably about like four weeks, something like that. And in that time, you take a picture of your model, paint it up, send me all the pictures. Boom. Now, the theme for this season is any character that is a two threat. Now, I'm real bad at this game. Jesse, how many two threats are in this game? There's nine two threats currently in the game, and I'm hoping that changes this year. Same. I got a sneaky suspicion there might be some more spider villain themed villains that might be two soon. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be needed. I'm excited about that. I'll just read that list right now as it currently stands. It's pretty simple. We got Black Widow, Bob, Agent of Hydra. Bullseye, Honey Badger, Nebula, Okoye, Rocket Raccoon, Toad, and Wong. Dylan, there are nine official AMG models for these characters in the game. 
could I paint an all sculpt on one of these characters? You sure could, buddy. And I'll even say that if the character is not in the game yet, you might even be able to pitch it past me. And I might even tell you that it's probably going to be a two threat. And if that's the case, you could probably paint one of those. But make sure you get that okayed by me first. You're really tempting me to paint Spider-Ham, huh? Spider-Ham is most assuredly going to be a push two. <laughs> a push two. It's going to be a real meta two. He's going to hit people with that big hammer. It can yeah. fit anywhere. Yeah. Bob's got that big rocket as uh, it's paving the way for some other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, not just nine models currently in the game right now, but hopefully that changes. But also we're being really flexible with this. Like as Dylan just said, if you guys have any questions, email him. If you're like, if this is okay for me to do this model, can I paint Nakia instead of Okoye? You know what I mean? Things like that. Just run those by Dylan. I'm sure it'll work. And inspiration and falling within the rules is the main intention. The main goal is just you painting a model that you have painted, right? So we'll work with you on that. But I'm excited to see some of these two threats painted because I'm of the proponent that if you can have every one of your two threats painted well, it's probably a good idea, right? Because a lot of these are kind of essential pieces, especially for, the, especially for their affiliations. I mean, you figure LVO winner Vince took two two threats? Yes, he did. Hey, can't argue with the effectiveness of that. No, you can't. And I mean, who doesn't want to see more bullseyes? I mean, who doesn't love a good bullseye when he, you know, kills characters that were desperately uh, loved in your heart? <laughs> We've all got that, that story. None of us can forgive Bullseye for what happened there, but it is what it is. <laughs> he's done it to all of us too. It's he's done it to everybody. I mean, you could oh, almost yeah, just absolutely. say, and none of us can forgive Bullseye. Just period. And we've all got our own our own personal story of Bullseye hurting us. So, uh, <laughs> I like that Chris went like personal game route, and me and Dylan were absolutely most home did on the electro front. But it, it kind of like. It pivoted to the real villain, which is Bullseye <laughs> of MCP. He, um, <laughs> as, as he man, just says, I never miss. Sorry, he, Hulk. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah, dude. <laughs> He's a jerk. I, I just threw a pebble on Hulk's eye. Yeah. <laughs> so so next week, we'll begin our new podcast, the Bullseye Commiseration Hour. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even get Chris started on Bob, Agent of Hydra. Don't We're not talking start. about him. <laughs> Oh, he's not good. Boo. That's, yeah, that's a bad take. Yeah, he's good. Cleaned. He's Jeez. good. Um, all these characters are good. Honestly, I'd love to see these paint jobs on these. Can't wait. Let me just tell you real fast what you got to do to enter your next bullseye. Jesse, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. So starting as soon as you hear this episode, just throw your podcast player of choice on the ground and immediately run to your local game store or some other type place. Grab the model you want to paint if it's a two threat. Rip it out of the box. Take a picture of it. Then build that model. Fancy up the base real fancy like because apparently that'll get you a good solid win. And then you paint it. Boom. You put the finishing touches on it. Uh, you're super proud of it. Take four pictures of it. Put your name first or last. I don't really care. And then put a number on it just so I know who you are. Put it all in an email alongside your pre-shot. Send it to furypainting at gmail.com. I'm going to give you some kind of response at some point. And as soon as you get that response, you know, you're a okay. And then you're entered in. It's as easy as that. Yep. You could send the, as early as like this week or as late as one of the last days of the competition, right? Dylan? It would be May 1st. If you send it to me after May 1st, probably won't get in, but I'm not, I'm not cruel. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just plan on getting in by May 1st. Yeah, yeah, try not to cool. test yeah, him on do. that. Please do. I'm, I'm real, I'm real uh, emotionally unstable most of the time. <laughs> Too much Duncan, but <laughs> the 
quick summation of that. Take your pre-picture, your four pictures in any way you want to pose it. You know, clearly the models, they get a lot of good votes, have great photography with great posing of pictures, different backgrounds. Just have fun with it. And, uh, you know, get those to furypainting at gmail.com. Those are the main elements you need to know. Um, I know people ask Dylan and I questions about the rules all the time through email, through Discord. So um, always use these episodes as a reference, too, because this is this is the best verbal you're going to get from us. You know, you know, sometimes things get lost in text and stuff. So I'll link everything in the show notes, like always places you just need to submit stuff and, and sign up and stuff. But yeah, Dylan, I'm really excited about a two threat. I mean, Chris, you, you have some two threats you can paint a ton. Let's do it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm really going to try. Life continually gets in in the way when I have uh, these hobbying plans. So I'm, I'm doing my darndest. That's all, that's all you can do, man. Chris made a declaration, you know, gray lord no more, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to happen, so, but we got to, so. I have to be wise with what I paint. Yeah, we don't want to banish you to the wall or something. When you go to LVO, you need a well-painted tooth threat to round up that roster. That's very true. I hate to break it to you. I, my my toad and my rocket are already painted. I'm fine. Okay. Nobody plays toad and rocket. Okay. <laughs> Nobody. I've never seen them. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Dylan. Sometimes you can go to LVO without any two threats at all, and you <laughs> tell that to Dylan the night before, and just watch his brain explode. And then you that's see me get real upsetty spaghetti <laughs> out of confusion. If the math works, the math works. You know, you don't always need two threats. I guess so. We're entering a new era where people can bring three, four threats in their list or four, four threats. And I'm all about it. Well, if AMG gets their way, you're going to have 10, four threats. Well, that's going to be the whole list. I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait for meta. that 40 threat. <laughs> 40 threats <laughs> coming. That, that 40 threat. It's just uh, a king of the hill fight where it's just control the thing so in the fun. center. <laughs> 40 threat. Man, leadership. I don't even think that would work. Yeah. We can make it dark dimension, you know? <laughs> Cut Dormammu yeah. in half, two four threat bodies, <laughs> something like that. It'll work because that leadership covers all bases. Doesn't matter if everyone's affiliated. But yeah, sure, sure. obviously we had a lot of fun with this, guys. We really appreciate everyone who participated. Blood, sweat, and tears, anticipation, patience. All these things really matter in the competition because Dylan's probably mentioned it on this episode, but it's uh, one of the rules of the competition is not posting your model until after the competition is over. That kind of keeps suspense. Also makes the hobby section of the Discord really fun because you just blew my mind saying that Scarlet Witch was Patrick's, you know, because Patrick's been churning out all sorts of other great stuff. And that Scarlet Witch was somewhere in the midst of all that, which is just mind blowing mm-hmm. to me, you know. That's just one example of many of our patrons on there doing incredible work. His brush foo has gotten very impressive. Absolutely. Big ups. This has been really fun, guys. We're going to have to do this again in three months. I think I say that every time. But you no, know, it's a, it's a date, man. I'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Every time Chris and I will just be wowed by you guys' work. And every time Truth. Dylan will school us on painting. We'll always get little good painting nuggets in these episodes. If you want Chris's vote, put a cape on Toad. <laughs> Paint your stuff with thinking about triangles. You'll get my Wait vote. a second. What if there was a toad with a mag's helmet and a mag's cape? <laughs> like, no, automatic no. winner. You know, oh, like, no, <laughs> like that's like when, you know, when Starscream thinks Megatron has been died, you know, that's exactly what toad would. T- hey, I'm giving you guys ideas, you know, but yeah, we really hope you guys participate. And I think this one, Dylan is going to be not that n- not every competition is for everyone, but I mean, we all probably have a two threat lying around or maybe even a two threat alt sculpt. If all of our two threats are painted, you know? Absolutely. And again, just to put it out there, if it's something from like the DC universe, throw it past me. There's a very good chance I'll even say that. I mean, Jimmy Olsen, definitely a two threat. That's true. 
He's Superman's best friend. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Find us online, follow the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us at Fury's Finest at gmail.com with any inquiries, ideas. And of course, email Dylan at FuryPainting at gmail.com. As always, if you can leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, it really helps us out, especially if you're one of those people that is a podcast platform user and a Spotify user. If you could leave us reviews on both those or one of those, we would really appreciate it. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And like Jesse said, keep helping us grow the show. You guys are awesome. We hate having to do this every episode, but um, it, it, it helps so much. Every rating, every review, we, we cannot begin to thank you all enough. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, you can find all three of us different places online. You can find me, Jesse, on Twitter, Instagram, and Longshanks at Jesse Aiken. That's just J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. The pronunciation is very confusing. And a lot of those places, Fury's Finest is in my name. So if you're like, is this the right, Jesse? If Fury's Finest is in the name, it's probably me. Chris, where can everyone find you? I hope it's you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-S-B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. I just don't tweet very much, but uh, you know, maybe I'm sure I will again someday. Dylan, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Discord as Dr. D at 4340. And as it has come to my recent attention, if I'm at a convention and you hear the word Dylan, there's a very good chance that it's me because I've been told that I Clark Kent <laughs> through yes, things because uh, do. they don't realize it's Dr. D that they're playing against. And uh, it's usually a uh, big surprise when the other person finds out after the game's over. This is the danger of using handles, you know? This is the danger, <laughs> so. you know? So if you see Dr. D on something, it's probably me. Yep. If it's Dylan, could be you. Could all be Dylans are Dr. D. Just assume that's the case and treat us mm-hmm. all with reverence. We deserve no it. No Clarks are Kal-El's. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, what we're, that's where we're landing on this. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dylan's infamy is scattered, you know? Some of us know him as Dylan. So I'm only as Dr. D. So you're trying to, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to bring it all together. It's, uh, it'd be nice if all of my uh, different personalities could all come together and make one human being. This is not a show about Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What would my other personalities even be named? You know, that's a topic for another podcast. Yeah. One of them's definitely Duncan. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Duncan master. <laughs> Good stuff. But you always can find us at all those places, guys. We love to hear from you in the community. Send us your, uh, you know, if you have ideas for this painting competition, you're just unsure, message one of us, you know, and we'll run it by and uh, consult with Dylan or Dr. D. We'll see which one we get and make a decision, you know, but uh, as Dylan said, this is very wide and open. So we look forward to what you guys are doing with this. Once again, Dylan, Chris and I are very happy to have you on. We'll have more painting contests. Hopefully this year we'll get to have more painting content in general and have you on. That's I would love to. I've I've got some ideas too, so everybody pay attention to the feed. There might be something that pops up. Well, I'm very excited for that. But until next time, thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior. Keep it popping, guys. Bye. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 